Welcome back to Return to Oz Minute, where we're analyzing the 1985 film Return to Oz, one ET-inspired minute at a time. Mike's going to leave this podcast now. Uh, I'm Tierney Steele. And I'm Mike Carlucci. And I'm not that afraid of ET. Okay. But we're still joined by our special guest from the Spinal Tap Minute, among others, Sean German. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me back. Welcome back. Now, uh, before we get into this minute, where do you come down? Because I know E.T. is very divisive in our generation. <laughs> I, I didn't realize it was divisive. I, I I love him and I know many people who still cannot watch the movie because they're scared. Really? Okay. No, I, I, um, I like it. I'm not, you know, <laughs> I'm not in love with it, but it's a pretty good movie. I'm not, yeah, I'm not scared of it. I was, uh, I was of an age where I would get scared at some movies uh, around the time when E.T. came out. But no, I found I was never scared of E.T. So I, I like him. I think he's okay. I was. I think by the time when I watched the movie, I had already encountered my cousin had the stuffed animal of E.T. You know, like that you can buy in the gift shop off the mm-hmm. ride. Um, and so... He didn't creep me out, but yeah, I have a friend who I told her, I was like, oh, I don't feel well. I'm going to stay home and watch E.T. And she was like, his fingers! Like, <laughs> ah, now I'm thinking about it! And it's like, she's like, why are his fingers so long? I'm like, I don't know, he's an alien. Like, that's just what they are. Yeah. So, but you, you but... can't be scared of a stuffed animal. I don't think, there are yeah, no scary exactly. stuffed animals, so. Yeah. yeah, and then he hides amongst the stuffed animals, and it all fits yeah. for me. <laughs> so there you go. So... So I am very much Team E.T. And I have gotten Mike to admit that it is a very well-done movie, just not one that he will be watching. <laughs> I'll, just to clear the air here, I'm not afraid of E.T. It was a scary movie. He turns white. There's all these, like, troops marching. Like, it's intense for a kid. I should probably watch it again, because it's been, like, literally 30 years. Well, yeah. At some point, I should just watch it again, and I'm sure it's fine. That's yeah. true. You are my friend Danielle is afraid of ET. You are emotionally scarred by the movie portraying the events of okay. ET. That's a little different, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I was you know, I was perfectly fine when he showed up in Star Wars, you know, E. T. the Senator. <laughs> uh, like that was fine. The E. T. alien is not is not scary. He looks like one of the, the Robbie robots. They had a robot yes. that was ju- shaped just like E. T. kind of. Pretty much. It had kind of a triangular head. Okay. Yeah. Um, what about this movie? If you, uh, for the record, if you are afraid of E.T., you are not alone, and that's nothing to be ashamed of. I just love it. Um, so this is Minute 59, which starts with them crashing out the window and almost plummeting to their deaths. But it ends with them flying away and the wheelers heading after them. Um, and I, I had to bring up E.T. because... This is one where, uh, first of all, we mentioned the Gump is a fast learner, and boy he is, because she's like screaming <laughs> fly at him. He's never yeah. flown before. He was essentially a moose. I mean, there were some differences, but a, think of a moose, and now yell at it to fly, just because you've attached palm <laughs> to it. As you're hurtling but, towards the ground, like, no pressure yeah, or anything. Exactly. We brought you back to life so you can die right now if you don't wait, you know, if you don't flap those leaves. But he figures it out. He flaps the leaves and they zoom off across the starry sky over the fence. With a whoosh. And where is my treasured ride of this? (laughs) Oh 
my god, I just want to ride the ride of Return to Oz <laughs> so badly. How is this not a Disney World ride? Yeah. Missed opportunity. <laughs> And then when you get so off the ride great. at the end, they have the gift shop with all the doll heads. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be fine with that. Yep. Um, oh my god. Yeah, Mompy is very sad in this minute, but it is nothing to me realizing that like, nope. There's like two things in Disneyland Paris, and they're not moving. Like it's just is it is it TikTok and Jack that there are statues of? That sounds. It's like in the storybook ride. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's just kind of in the background. But yeah, if they ever need to redo Tower of Terror, you do the tower. <laughs> the, instead of just being the elevator, you're in the gump, you fall, <laughs> and yeah. then you you shoot forwards, which I'm sure it probably I don't know what it what that would do for the medical warnings at the beginning, but <laughs> probably take it into a whole new stratosphere. Oh my god. It's it's okay because as scary as it is, it's immediately amazing, and they're playing the triumphant adventure theme music. Mm-hmm. It's it's a great escape. Dorothy's got a great big toothy smile on her face. Everyone's happy. Oh my God, she's so happy, <laughs> and she's holding on to the front just like when you sit in the front of a log flume ride. I mean, this really is. It's like the first time you watch the minecart scene in Indiana Jones, and you're just like, "Well, this is a ride." Yeah. <laughs> like that, I—that's what this is. That's what's happening here. <laughs> um, so they flap away into the night, yeah. and Mombi tries to regroup. She busts out the front door and wakes up all the wheelers, who apparently sleep on her front just... steps <laughs> and suddenly work for her. I mean, we've been referring to them working for her this whole time, but this is really the minute where it's like, oh, she, they do what she tells them to. Yeah, so I guess they just kind of hang around the castle waiting for her to, to send them off on some errand or some or another. Yeah. I guess. How often does anything happen here? <laughs> They're the only living beings right. for miles. Well, I mean, there's, it's, there's a lot of downtime, but then every six months, this... You know, this brat from Kansas comes through and just throws everything into a tizzy. And now I wonder, they they flash away. We don't get to see it, but there are some steps going up to the door that that Mobby comes out of. And the wheelers are on various levels. I kind of wanted to to, the camera to stay on them. Like, let's see, how are these guys going to get down these steps with, you know, all their appendages are wheeled. And I I mean... Why well, I, I can attest this this is dangerous. I, uh, I just a, a quick little anecdote. When I was probably five or six years old, uh, my family we uh, we lived in an apartment on the second floor, and I was gonna go roller skating. And for some reason, I thought it was a good idea to put the roller skates on in the apartment <laughs> and then try to navigate down the stairs. And I got one of those. Um, one of those bruises, one of those scabs that was my entire kneecap, because of course I didn't make it down. At some point I fell. Um, I didn't break anything, uh, fortunately. Somehow I survived, but yeah. one knee was completely skinned and then completely scabbed over. Oh. So uh, I want to see how these guys, and that was just, and I still had hands to like hold on to railings yeah. and stuff. That was just wheels on my feet. So I would want to see how do these guys make it down? How do the wheelers make it down these stairs? Yeah. I've had the theory that the actual beings, the wheelers, do the sideways thing. 
where they turn sideways and then very slowly go bit by bit. But I've seen what those costumes looked like underneath. Mm -hmm. And I feel like for just pure insurance liability reasons, they should not have shown the wheelers on the (laughs) stairs. Because, like, first of all, wheels are involved. And also, because they're actors, stilts are involved. So wheeled Wheeled stilts stilts on stairs seem like not the best idea. Brilliantly executed by Ponsmar, mm-hmm. oh, of course. God. I mean, they look amazing, and I love when they're all wheeling away in the row, and the last one kind of like stands up a little bit on his hind legs, which I realize are just legs, <laughs> but because of the way they're built, it feels right to mm-hmm. say that. It's really cool. Like they look good. I know they're the bad guys. I also am a fan that like the mask thing is over. That was clearly just to scare yeah. Dorothy. We have not seen the masks since, and I am 100% okay with that. Well, I think they come back, but at least they take them off to sleep or rest or whatever it was they were doing on the steps here. Yeah. But yeah, so we... When they're just hanging out amongst themselves, they don't wear the full regalia. Yeah. Well, and Mombi sleeps without a head, so it's only fitting that she asks her subjects to sleep without without their mask. They're sort of (laughs) their head. Thought of that, or maybe yeah. she has to reset the mask for them because they don't have hands. So once they flipped it up, like they can't, ne- oh. they can't easily flip it back down. Right. Well, no, it stays on the top of their heads. But I like the idea that like her version of tucking them into bed is untying all their head masks <laughs> and then and then putting there's you know there's a little there's one big cabinet. It's not as fancy as hers, obviously, but there's a big cabinet and like they each have a spot with like the label maker with their name so that you know whose mask goes where. The wheelers have lockers. <laughs> and they go to sleep. <laughs> I like that idea. Um, this is where, uh, Sean, were you saying, this is this where your uh, confusion about her obsession with the chicken came into play? Oh, yes. Yeah. Towards towards the end of this minute. She's, yeah. And it, that's... So she she was yelling uh, previously the last minute you know yelling Dorothy Gale but at this point the orders that she gives to the wheelers is well there's one is you know uh, I forget the exact basically get the chicken and then the the minute ends with don't come back without and we we don't know what yeah. but as far as we hear she, oh, we'll you know see. in terms of what she's telling the the wheelers isn't it it's just about get the chicken she does say. Look, Dorothy Gale is escaping. So that's the impetus. You know, Dorothy Gale is getting away. Go get her and don't come back without the chicken. So it's kind of like, take Dorothy out. I don't care what happens. But I think it's because she must know that, well, yes, because she said the Gnome King has the Scarecrow. So she must intuit, Mm -hmm. and also from the direction they took off in, that they are headed for the Gnome Mm -hmm. King. And she knows, since he's the one who outlawed chickens, if that chicken reaches his mountain when she's supposed to have these people under lock and key, it's her butt. Right. And so I think that's why she's like, seriously, like, I don't want Dorothy to reach him, but we really got to make sure the chicken doesn't because he's going to be so right. mad. Now, it's, so would she get in trouble if the Gnome King finds out that, wait, you had a chicken and you let it get away? And now the chicken is coming yeah. after me. She would. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. All right. I, I think she would still be in trouble that she let Dorothy Gale get away. But that's more excusable and and deal withable. Right. 
Um, whereas if the chicken gets, first of all, what do you mean you let the chicken get away? <laughs> how, how has this sequence of events happened? And it just seems like it's a much bigger deal that she's, that the chicken's on the loose than Dorothy Gale is on the loose, which you're right, is very strange. <laughs> so unfortunately, as great as this scene is, it's, uh, it's not really in the script. Mombi just says, follow them, bring them back and don't come back without them. Uh, okay. We don't, we don't mm. get her really frazzled, like opening the door and she's like, get up, wake up all of you. I know she is, she is flipping out. Oh my God. <laughs> like this is, uh, this, this, this is just out of control. Like she is, she is, she has had it. She's changed. You know, she's gone through a half dozen heads today. Dorothy has shown up again. That wasn't supposed to happen. Uh, all she's got are the wheelers who are next to useless, <laughs> but What's she going to do? Yeah. Points up there. And, and they're already well in the air. Like, I don't know what she expects the wheelers to do. I've, I've never understood that part of the plan. <laughs> just follow them, assuming, you know, she, they've got to land sometime, they hope. And just, yeah. Is that it? Are they just going to wait for him to land, I guess? What else can they do? They're, you know, the, the, right. the couch is up in the air, the wheelers down on the ground. Has Bombi just lost it at this point and she's just flipping out and sending her henchmen after them even though her henchmen have no way of accomplishing any of this? Pretty much. Though that's all she's got is wheelers. You know, it's one of those things when all you have is a hammer, yeah. every problem is a nail. Like, when all you have is wheelers, <laughs> you just go wheel that way. Wheel after them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I really, I, I like that that phrase came up. Um... <laughs> This might have been a perfect time to uh, use some magic, but as we've established, she is actually the worst witch. Not nearly as adorable as the kid in that movie. Yes. Yeah, it seems like she needs, uh, you know, some, some tool, some gadget, some powder or something that she doesn't have much power of her own. I know. What happened to her stick? <laughs> the stick. I'm I'm never getting over that. Jack Pumpkinhead was like, she was gonna, she doesn't, he doesn't say she was gonna kill me or something like that, but he says, you know, she was gonna use her stick, but then she decided to bring me to life. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> There's so many questions just from that one statement yeah. of like, what? Yes! <laughs> yes! And it's, spoiler alert, it is never resolved as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> of all the details from the book to harvest and mine and purposely put into the movie that that one is just like yeah why yeah they never even show her with a stick yeah if if she had a stick on her bed or there's a stick in the you know leaning next to the couch or in in her cabinet 31 (laughs) you'd say okay there's a stick maybe it was a wand you know whatever but there's no hint of it there is no (laughs) stick and well the the, one of the the questions i can't get over is why did she bring Jack to life? It seems like she brought him back to, she brought him to, like he wasn't alive. His mother just made a regular old scarecrow with a pumpkin head. Mombi uses the powder, brings him to life just so she can yeah. take him apart and kill him and, you know, stick him in her storage room. Um. Well, not quite his dark, but he was the test subject. She had never used uh, okay. the powder of life All before right. and she wanted to make sure it worked. Uh, so okay. I, this could have all gone horribly all right. wrong. But at least there was. She had no idea. Okay, if it so there was some reasoning there. 
why she brought this yes. guy to life. Okay. Yes, she was about to destroy him, and then she was like, hey, wait a second. This is a perfect opportunity. There you go. Um, why she couldn't yeah. turn him into a henchman, I don't know. I mean, he was made by his mother. That doesn't mean... Like, Jack's personality was going to be anti mombi right? Oh, but think of his personality. It's not very henchman-like either. <laughs> no, but... He'd be the worst henchman in the world. He'd be so sweet. He'd be like bringing her a bouquet of flowers. And she'd be like, I told you to bring me the girl's head. He'd be like, but these are prettier. They're for you. Uh, I'm really sorry to take you up to the tower, Miss Dorothy. But the princess. Oh, my God. The princess says I have to. Or, you know. Or she'll use her stick on both of us. You know, I have a lot of quibbles, and I'm I am glad they changed in the script at this point so that it's a little less generic because the way she says that chicken <laughs> is very pleasing to the ear. Yes, it's funny because like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles minute has been talking a lot about how melodic a lot of their lines are, like it's almost like a mm-hmm. song, and we don't have that as much with all our dialogue, but then there are certain things. That it's just, that's the only way you could say that. That's the perfect way to deliver that line. And she does an amazing job really getting that kind of low register. Like, she sounds so angry. Well, she didn't bring back that chicken! Like, that's everything, that has to be everything she can she can put into it. She is so good. She did a lot, I'm trying to remember now, of course I'm not looking at it. I mean, she has a ton of credits, but I'm, I think she did a lot of stage work, too. And I wonder if part of it is that of just being very aware Mm -hmm. of like where you need to be speaking from to get the most oomph. Um, But either way, yeah, Jean Marsh is just once once she puts that original head on and just lets this character go to town. It is it is a delight of a bad guy. (laughs) Not that she wasn't very good in Kansas, but she was being so much more reserved in here. It's like you said, she is turned up. Oh, I can make some. She is turned up to 11. <laughs> there you go. From here yes. on out. <laughs> There's nothing subtle about this. And it's okay because it works perfectly for this character. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's all, it's, it's just wonderfully over the top. And again, what you want from, from this kind of villain in, in a kid's film. Yeah. Yeah. There's something really enjoyable about a good villain. I think it goes back to that. The way little kids like to be scared, but in a safe way. Right, yeah. And that's kind of what Mombi feels like. Like, on the one hand, she busts into the room and everyone's screaming and it is very scary. And then they plummet and you're not sure. But, and maybe this is me being biased because I had seen this clip, but it's like, you know they're going to make it. (laughs) You know Dorothy Gale is not going to like, like, that's not what's going to happen here. (laughs) Once she goes out the window, it's very clear what direction we're moving in in this movie. Mm-hmm. And so you get to just enjoy the complete spaz out on the steps. Yeah, she's shouting, she's pointing, the the hair, I mean, because she just grabbed her head out of the cabinet, so the hair is flying everywhere. Yeah. Oh, and literally, and like, the way she points as she says, like, look, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm frozen on second 43, and this is a Shakespearean play oh, yes. here. Yeah. <laughs> With her pointing on the stairs and the wheelers gathered around. Um, she's still in her nightgown at this point, because things have been moving very quickly. Mm-hmm. Oh. 
So at the bottom of the tower, she's still lit from the back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's the light coming from behind her as she go, comes through the doors. Um, there's even, there's like a little, uh, there's a couple risque frames where the light is coming through the nightgown from behind. Oh, no. Is this a Princess Diana, the nursery school situation? Um, no, it's just maybe some PG-13. But no R, no R, no, no R moments. But uh, well, that was not an R moment. That was an overblown, only a scandal in the '80s British royalty yeah. thing. Yeah. But for for those who don't know, when before she was Princess Diana, but like when she first got engaged, yeah. they took pictures of her, and she's wearing a skirt. But there's just enough light that you can see the outline of her legs, and everyone lost their minds for quite the week. scandal. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, but yeah, that's that's kind of you're right, you're right. It's it's right there. But like the way she is backlit, mm-hmm. I mean, this is beautiful. Yeah, the the hair so makes a, a halo with that backlighting, mm-hmm. and then the I don't know if it's poofy or just the or loose sleeves. So when she's pointing, her whole arm is illuminated. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it would almost be you know in terms of this being a you know mainly a, a child's film it would be worse if she was quiet if she was like conniving and planning and you know oh, this is what we're going to do and how we're going to get them like that would be scarier than this because it's 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 scary i can you know as an adult i could recognize all right she's a scary character and she's going after our friends and certainly as a child i could you know react to it emotionally but then when you look at it, you take a step back and like, it's so silly. You know, there's that little, the little <laughs> comfort that it's scary, but it's like, like you were saying, Tierney, it's the safe scary. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, and the wheelers take off into the night. And then, and then somehow this, yeah, this kingdom that's in ruin has all these flat roads that these guys can wheel down. <laughs> without bumps or anything so they're just maybe one of her heads is very good at repaving to keep things yes. smooth so that they can get one, around. one head is a civil engineer and and yeah keeps the infrastructure in place for for the wheelers and uh off they go works for yeah. me <laughs> oh god yeah it's so it's so good and i love that with the original head we still have a good shot of like the call, you know, this is still, this is Mombi, mm-hmm. even though this is the original head. And I believe this is the head we stick with from now on. Um, but yeah, she looks, she's just completely losing her mind at the end of this minute once they get away. <laughs> that was all the notes I had, except to watch this minute, like over and over again. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's all I had. But yeah, I love love this minute. Thank you again. You gave me just the the best. I don't know what I did to deserve it, but <laughs> I'm not going to question it. I'm just here and I'm enjoying it. Another wonderful minute. Yep. The the beautiful intricacies of scheduling. <laughs> I'm sure there's a better word, but that works yeah. for me. Oh boy. Um. So. I, I know I made our turning up to 11 jokes. As we mentioned, you've done Spinal Tap Minute. You've also been involved in a ton of other projects, I know. 
Um, so why don't you take this opportunity to plug whatever you would like? Sure. Uh, thank you. I'll, uh, I'll let the folks know if you want to hear more from me. Um, I have another little thing. It's actually not, uh, not a movie podcast. <laughs> There's no movie involved. The yeah, horror. <laughs> if you can wrap your head around such a concept. Uh, I have a podcast I call Five Minutes of Mime. And it's a weekly show. Uh, each episode is five minutes. And I talk about mime. I talk about uh, clowning and dance and other performance arts. And I talk about silent movement. And each show has a little segment where I bring in a guest performer and they do um, they do some mime. So there's a little bit of mime and there's a little bit of talking. And, uh, you know, it's only about five minutes. So it's a quick listen. And uh, you can check that out. It's at uh, uh, five minutes of mime.com and also on the uh, the Twitters and the Facebook and iTunes and all those other things. So, uh, yeah. So folks can check that out as well. Yeah. I remember being so confused when I first heard of that because I only knew you through like Star Wars Minute and those listener groups. And it was always being mentioned in the Minute Makers Facebook group. And I was just like. What movie is he doing? I mean, that's cool. He's doing five this time. I was like, I mean, and don't get me wrong, I'm a huge fan of uh, Mel Brooks's silent mm-hmm. movie. I was like, I get. And then someone's like, No, he he. And then, oh, I don't remember who it was, but first like, No, he really does do mime on a yeah. podcast. And I was like, This does not make any sense whatsoever. But I've only ever heard good things. I was like, I guess it's working. And then I finally figured out like, oh, this has nothing to do with the movies by this. Right. Yeah. So I actually, I had, I had, (laughs) there's a little bit of a a story for the, uh, the origin, but quickly, basically I wanted to get into the movies by minutes thing, having listened to Star Wars minute and Indiana Jones minute and, and, and the others. And, Though I, I wanted, I'm like, but I'd never done any kind of podcasting, not even radio, nothing similar, nothing that involved a lot of talking. So I'm like, well, let me do something non-movie first to kind of figure out just the whole podcasting thing. Um, but I had been posting in the the movie by minutes group on Facebook just because those were the podcasters I knew. So, you know, if I had questions about what software to use and how do I get this thing on iTunes and all that kind of stuff. Those were the people I went to just cause I didn't know anywhere else. And they were, they were kind enough to answer my questions when they could have just been, you know, Hey, there's no movie involved. You're in the wrong place, but they were, they were very welcoming and very helpful. And I got my podcast off the ground and then I did eventually move on to, uh, to the movie by minutes podcast, which was the goal. So, uh, so it all worked out in the end. I just like that some get adopted kind of in like, like uh, the cosmic Geppetto podcast is not a movies by minutes podcast, but it has so much overlap Mm -hmm. that I feel like I know all those guys (laughs) now. So it's really fun. Um, Mike, if they want to find more of us, where should they look? Well, you can always look at the main site, return to osminute.com. We are Uh, or, you know, just follow us on Twitter Facebook, Instagram, it's all at Oz Minute. Or for the Facebook listeners group, it's the Return to Oz Minute listeners flying sofa. Which now, if you've been if you've been waiting this entire time wondering what we're talking about <laughs> and thinking, why would I join a group about furniture? Now it's clear. Yeah. So come and join. You have now seen a sofa fly. <laughs>
And Disney reference. Two sofas, but yeah, it's a whole thing. <laughs> oh man, it was so brilliant though, because like sofa and listeners sit on sofa. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I thought it was very clever of you. <laughs> yes, it's very clever. Yeah. And, so, and having seen the movie, I enjoyed it. <laughs> sometimes I even amaze myself. That doesn't sound too hard. <laughs> All right, so come back tomorrow for more shenanigans with the flying sofa and with me mike and sean and until then we og t og p og